Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I am a lover. Last week, America saw quite the news. Congress was finalizing President Biden signing into the White House, and some people decided to storm the Capitol Hill building due to the belief that the 2020 election was fraudulent and that our current president should keep his position. These actions resulted in four deaths in total. I'm not extremely educated on politics, but I'd like to give my thoughts on this situation. First of all, the events that took place last week on January 6th in the United States were unfortunate, and the handling of it was absolutely abhorrent. Between the notice from both Trump, who was not at all hard enough on the people that raided the building, as well as encouraging the raid in the morning, as well as Biden, who didn't push on President Trump hard enough, in my opinion. Trump has been, from to my understanding, permanently suspended from Twitter, and I think Facebook as well, maybe Instagram. Uh, Facebook is, or Instagram is owned by Facebook. I would think that they both do it if they, if, if one of them. But yeah, and because he incited, like, don't let this happen. And while I support protesting, it's a First Amendment right. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It makes America what it is. And a lot of great movements, uh, such as equality for, for black lives from Martin Luther King Jr. and Black Lives Matter this the past year. I guess it's 2021 now. Um, you know, protesting is wonderful, great right to have in America. However, what happened that day, a week ago, that was not a protest. That was quite literally, by definition of American law, an act of terrorism. Uh, The definition of terrorism in the United States is, quote, the unlawful use of force and violence against persons or property to intimidate or coerce a government, the civilian population, or any segment thereof, in furtherance of political or social objectives, end quote. What happened that day was simply put an act of terrorism. It should have been dealt with and reprimanded much swifter and much harsher than the way that it was dealt with. It was really bad. Uh, four deaths, I think, in total, maybe more since it's, it's been a few days now and, and the account might have gone up. But extremely unfortunate, really, really sad, really terrifying. Hopefully no one was affected directly by this. Luckily, it did get handled in some way, shape or form. But uh, I, I think Trump in his uh, in his uh, addressing of the situation, his, his primary or his... Uh, the primary first uh, addressing of the situation, he said this happens every election. No, it definitely doesn't. For Trump's election, yes, there were protests on the streets, quote, or, or with the hashtag not my president thing happening, but there was no raiding or, or legitimate direct act of terrorism. Yeah, it, it's horrible. It's not fun. It's... Uh, it's it's scary to see, especially for just America in general. I mean, again, this isn't common, regardless of what the what Trump said. But um, hopefully, I really really hope that it doesn't become common. Um, again, protest is great, but becoming physical, bec- raiding the Capitol Hill—that's absolutely just too much. Um, and undermines the entire building of this entire country and how it works and how it should uh, should be running and what it's meant to be doing. If this continues, it seriously is a threat to our democracy. If we do not believe in the institution of voting for our president, the head of our country, 
and we we start to engage in treason over these things serious serious problem uh yeah if we lose belief in the system of our democracy it's extremely dangerous to where we could go so hopefully this doesn't become a common practice and hopefully this doesn't happen four years later in 2024 or in 2028 or any time ever again hopefully nothing like this ever happens again and i'm sure that next year or next election they will definitely bump the security up uh, if nothing else and if they don't that would be quite inane so i'm sure they will and uh, while we're on this strange political thing uh often on social media i see these things i see people say you know, quote, don't follow me, don't look at me, don't talk to me if you support someone that I don't support, end quote. I think that line of separation, or I think that line of thinking, sorry, it grows separation and it grows bias, and that's not great. The reason that our country is having most of the problems that it's having now is due to its polarization and due to its separation. We can't actually do anything. Doing anything in this country takes an extraordinary amount of time and it's just hard because it's not about who's truly correct or incorrect, whose ideas are actually right or wrong. It's legitimately you have a different belief system than I do. And for that reason, I'm just going to say no to you automatically. End of story. Like full stop, point blank, period. That's why we're just not going anywhere. That's why legislation is hard to pass. And so when we sit here, as people, as Americans, for the Americans, if you're not American, great for you. You just get to watch this and laugh at it. Uh, as we sit here and, and say, don't follow me, like, don't, I don't want to talk to you if you believe in whatever, it's contributing to the problem. We need to talk to each other. We need to listen to each other, regardless of whether or not we agree. Without a discourse, without a conversation, none of this matters. Back in the days of ancient Greece and ancient Rome, uh, one of the longest standing empires in all of human history, these people, they created and have spread this art of rhetoric, this art of speaking, this art of persuasion, this art of talking to your fellow human beings. And Instead of studying this, instead of learning how to talk to each other, instead of learning how to converse with each other, instead of learning how to properly and civilly disagree with each other, we just say, no, F you, you're wrong. And that, again, not good. It doesn't help anything. It makes the country stagnant. It's quite, quite the time. Um, Yeah, I mean, along with that, on a logical perspective, on a completely logical level, it's a lot better and it's a lot easier actually to disagree with someone and to argue someone's point and to change someone's belief if you hear and understand their argument fully. So uh, when I was uh, in high school, one of my math teachers, I had him for two years. He was not two years. I think, yeah, two years. He was absolutely wonderful. Love that. Love that guy. Great, great math teacher. I wasn't great at math, but he was patient with me. He uh, he was really kind. He, he talked to me a lot. Great guy. He did what he could for me, and I really appreciate that. And anyways, he uh, said he would take. He took a business ethics class and a philosophy class in college for some credits. And um, in those, you know, you're basically just arguing. And so in those classes, one thing he would do is he would always learn the the grader's point of view, so the professor's point of view or the TA's point of view, um, TA's teaching assistant, uh, and he would argue, he would write his uh, papers uh, and his essays the opposite of what the um, 
what the professor or the grader believed. And the reason he would do this is because the professor and the grader, they 100% understand their argument. So if you like say their argument and you say it in a way that they don't agree with, it's going to go badly. But if you argue against them after understanding their argument, then you can do better. You, you'll get a better grade, just likely, just cognitive biases and stuff. And so... Uh, you know, that's, that's just a point to like, understand the other side's argument, understand what the other side is saying. And then you can argue it a lot better uh, than just no, I don't want to talk to you like end of story. Um, Yeah, we have to talk to each other, like it or not. That's the only way any of this moves forward whatsoever. And I think that with what happened uh, last week, it's also I want to touch on entitlement again. I think I had an episode a few uh, few months ago, uh, Are We in the Age of Entitlement? And I don't recall what I said there. Um, but here we can we can bring it up again a little bit uh, to uh, because I, I feel like uh, the people that, that stormed the Capitol Hill, they, uh, they displayed a high level of en- entitlement uh, in, in their actions. And so first, you know, what is entitlement? And entitlement is, is thinking that something is owed to you, thinking that you are, you're, yeah, sim- again, to repeat myself, something is owed to you. So these people that stormed uh, Capitol Hill, they felt like the, they were owed the result they want, which is their president being kept. Uh, and then it led them to take quite drastic actions. And so, you know, that entitlement, can be really dangerous like we saw and yeah not fun so yeah just this thinking that you deserve something or you're owed something um you did what you could you voted and i actually think there has there has not been any evidence whatsoever of any sort of fraudulent voting in any way shape or form um so you know yeah uh and then i want to say this with entitlement is, is you don't deserve anything at all except for the effects of your causes or your karma, as we talked about a few episodes ago. So the only thing that's guaranteed for you is the effects of your causes. Um, If you push a domino, it's a guarantee that that domino will fall. Here's the thing. You don't always know the extent of your karma, or you don't always know the extent of the effects that your cause will have. So yes, if you push one domino, it is an effect that that domino will fall. However, you don't get to say whether the second domino falls. There's a chance it does, but there's also a chance that it fails horribly. When I was a kid and I was lining up my dominoes, I had this beautiful domino line set up, right? And then one domino, just one, it was too far away. And then the rest of them didn't fall and it's just stopped in the middle. Really depressing, horrible time. Really just yanks your heart out. It was like, it was just just not a fun time, okay? It was like landing on the moon and realizing it's a hologram and then falling through space into the sun. It's just a horrible time, okay? Horrible time. But you, yeah, you don't know what your effects are. So at the end of the day, like practically speaking, you really don't deserve anything because you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know your effects. You don't see the future. Like how often do you do things with a certain intention and then it just goes completely wrong? Probably fairly often we're human and it happens we don't have that much uh insight into the future even me uh, i'm very logical very careful with the things i do and i f up so much i make a ton of mistakes all the time misunderstanding uh how people are going to react overestimating underestimating how people are going to react usually underestimating and um 
you know, I, I learned from that. But uh, again, yeah, you like you can study and you can do what you can. So you can vote, you can protest, you can peacefully protest. But at the end of the day, like you, you don't get exactly the thing you want, like deal with it. First of all, grow up. And second of all, yeah, you don't deserve anything whatsoever at all. Nil, kaput. You just, you just don't understand enough about the future to to do that unfortunately we're just humans here none of us are god and we can't really play god we can do statistics and probability but that's about as far as it can go uh, i mean look at your weather how, how often do you look at the weather and then it just lies to you okay we can only guess the future so well um we can try like the weather's not completely inaccurate it's good but yeah anyways entitlement goes against a concept we talked about again a few episodes ago uh detachment vairagya uh, so we talked about vairagya, and if you're entitled, it is if you display entitlement, uh, detachment is quite literally the exact opposite of, of vairagya, of detachment. So detachment is giving, surrendering to the effects. So no, knowing, hoping for an effect, doing everything you can in uh, in hopes for receiving a certain effect, but then just surrendering after that. After you do what you can do. You just say, all right, what happens now happens. End of the story. That's it. Maybe I'm going to pass. Maybe I'm going to fail. Oh, by the way, I don't know if I said it about my physics exam final. My physics final, yeah, it went horribly. Um, as anticipated. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's Vairagya, right? So just, just letting go and saying, I did what I could. Now what happens, happens. Entitlement is the exact opposite of that. It's saying some people didn't even do what they could. They just think, I deserve this thing. I don't need to do anything. It should be given to me. Regardless, you know, when you see snobby rich people on the Netflix Netflix TV shows, they just like, I deserve this thing. And then by the end of the show, they, they say, huh, come give me this. And then no one comes give it to them. And then they're all alone and sad. And then they switch sides and then they become good people. And then the story ends and it's happy rainbow sunshine and you cry because it was a beautiful, beautiful movie. Now... Uh, in life, unfortunately, things don't go that way, and people just don't understand. Most people aren't gonna realize their issue there. Entitlement really does come, uh, oftentimes, from a fair amount of uh, a lack of empathy. And so, again, we didn't talk about personality disorders last week in our last podcast episode, but one of the personality disorders is Cluster B personality disorder, which is narcissistic personality disorder. And within that, it there's a high level of entitlement, and narcissistic personality disorder disorder often comes uh, or a fair amount of it comes from a lack of empathy in in a certain twisted kind of way. And so, you know, uh, yeah, that said, I'm not saying everyone that has some entitlement or narcissistic, that's not true in any way, shape or form. I don't think entitlement is even a diagnostic uh, criteria for, for narcissistic personality disorder. But yeah, anyways, yeah, entitlement opposite of detachment. Uh, To speak on disorders, again, for a second, I think Personality disorders again. We didn't touch on it, and uh, still waiting to see how uh, how the previous episode does. If it seems like a lot of people are looking for that, and a lot of people are searching for that, um, definitely will be making the personality disorder episode sooner than later. But if it has less searches and stuff, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, wait a few more weeks probably. Um, yeah, yeah, gotta keep up with our trends. I think the fifth vital from Mike Malak, my episode five, has the most views, and probably mostly because people are looking up a, a audiobook version of it and they they uh, click on my podcast. But 
yeah anyways um that's uh for personality disorders um i wonder how like psychiatrists have to do a certain level of uh just kind of guessing or conjecture like how do you actually know if someone doesn't have empathy what if they're just like what if they just suck at talking um uh, so yeah i don't know a lot of uh mental disorders and illnesses get either uh misdiagnosed in the sense of that there is no diagnosis or misdiagnosed in the sense that um the wrong illness like i said with ptsd in the last episode ptsd will often get uh diagnosed as bipolar disorder or as a depressive disorder or something else um uh and because it's just so many symptoms and it can it can be confused for so many things there's also one thing i don't think i talked about last episode which i'll mention here so there's um sld and uh that is a uh it's not SLD. It's not a disorder. SLS. There we go. SLS. And uh, what that is, it's not a diagnosable illness, nor is it a diagnosable disorder. Um, they're used interchangeably. I don't think that should be happening. Uh, yeah, so it's not diagnosable. It's not in the DSM-5 or the ISM-11 or 10. Um, but it stands for, uh, I don't use this type of language, but crap life syndrome. You can probably switch the S out in the beginning. Uh, and so... One of the diagnoses that a lot of uh, higher end, older, smarter, wiser, gray beard to the floor psychiatrists will uh, will understand is sometimes kids don't have depression, they don't have ang- social anxiety, they don't have PTSD. Well, maybe they do, but uh, rather they just have a crappy life. Like their life literally just sucks. Like maybe they one parent that works 50 billion hours a day and they don't get to see him and then they ended up getting abused and then like their everything went to crap and they got to take care of four siblings and their mom's already working. They have school, they have to get a job and maybe they like their life is just absolute donkey balls. And so that's one of the one of the, and so often these people will get diagnosed with this and this and this and here in the west the way we that we fix these issues is hey take this pill have a good time come back if it doesn't work um and so like it doesn't help them because they don't have any of the issues their life legitimately just sucks and so you know that that's just a a problem that should probably get more attention and mostly because I don't know how to fix that problem here in the West. Like to one extent, like there's merit behind, Hey, take this pill. Like it's really cool that we can just give you antibiotics and it'll probably work for the brain. It doesn't work as like that. Unfortunately for most people, most people for many people. Yeah. Unfortunate, unfortunate. Some people have some crappy lives. Here I am. I'm sitting in front of my microphone with some great pillows, some a way too expensive keyboard. It's, it's, you know, I'm living a okay life. Um, yeah anyways again hope everyone stayed safe last week while everyone was everything was happening hopefully no one was too startled or terrified uh, and hopefully our democracy does not completely fall apart america's been standing for a while i think it's going to keep standing for a while uh, the system and the constitution it works really well it's very plastic and very uh, adaptable um the issue right now is people and their opinions and not willing to listen to others who have differing opinions so yeah hopefully that can also get dealt with uh a shorter shorter episode this week compared to the one hour last week with the disorders which uh again great episode go listen to that episode if you have not already wonderful uh voice reading by me just uh just a great time in general um please uh please share 
this podcast, this episode here. Um, I think people need to hear this whole you got to listen to other people thing. And so, you know, yeah, hopefully, you know, give this episode a share or something. If you're less politically inclined, either you didn't get this far or you did get this far. And that means you're either listening for my voice or you're interested in learning. Either way, I appreciate that very, very much. I hope you do. If you are an American, get someone interested in the whole politic thing. I understand, like, I'm not a politics. Just, I'm not a fan of them, but I, like, will look at it every so often just to try to stay somewhat educated. Um, it's important, right? And this is our country. Love this country. Want the best for it. But, yeah, hopefully things go well. Hopefully... Uh, America continues on. Hopefully Biden's election and uh, his his dealings with the country go smoothly, regardless of what you believe in. Hopefully in 2024, we don't have to choose between the lesser of two evils and we can choose the greater of two goods. But that might just be wishful thinking. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seriously Funny. Again, short one. Share it. Hopefully you hopefully you stuck through it. I want to say enjoyed, but this isn't really an enjoyable podcast except for like the two jokes I made. Have a great day. Have a have a wonderful week. I think the oh no wait the week after this episode comes out, I I start school, so oh school again my second semester of my freshman year of college. So that's gonna be that's gonna be quite the time. You're gonna get some more college stories. You're gonna hear some more about my video game addiction combined with my with my college finals and how I study. I think I'm gonna really work on the way I study. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully it'll be helpful. Podcast coming up soon. Hopefully the per or the mental disorder podcast as well, and then we can talk about those personality disorders because they're really really interesting, especially when you get to the cluster B personality disorders. They're extremely interesting. Um, but yeah, my intros always drag out for 40 hours. So here's another one that's dragging out for 45 hours. Thank you once again for listening. I will see you all next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and peace.